look, I do want to make it very clear this morning when it comes to this story, which is uh, obviously... Um, you know, engulfing the Deputy Chief Minister, uh, we did, I have put in a request, I put in that request at six o'clock this morning to have him on the show. Uh, I then asked if he's unavailable, can we get a statement? We've been provided that statement, but to make it very clear, there's a number of questions that remain unanswered. You know, I'd ask questions like the value of those shares, why they were not divested earlier, if the purchase was appropriate, given his position, uh, were the shares disclosed to Cabinet, and should the Deputy Chief Minister to stand down, given the steps taken by previous Chief Minister Natasha Files. Now, these are all questions that are being asked. I have gone onto the website to find where exactly those shares were disclosed. So they were disclosed on the 19th of the 5th, 2022. uh, uh, Well, he's got uh, property in Darwin City, but also um, Metcash. uh, Metcash um, is, you know, limited. The value of those shares, though, or the number number of those shares have not been declared and that is what we had asked for. We know that he's now divested those shares um, but questions really being asked about whether it was appropriate to hold those shares uh, when he was the Attorney General and also held other portfolios and some really serious decisions were being made around restrictions with alcohol in Alice Springs. Now joining me on the line to talk more about this is Robin Lamley, the Independent Member for Araluan. Good morning to you Robin. Good morning Katie. Robin, what do you make of this situation? Well it's staggering. It's uh Almost, um, it's almost beyond belief that Chancy Paik would think he could get away with something like this. Those shares were bought while he was a minister. Ministers, according to the Ministerial Code of Conduct, cannot hold shares. They have to sell their shares. They have to divest their shares, not buy shares. So he's breached the Code of Conduct in that respect. But more than anything, he's done it in a very slimy, sneaky way and he thinks he's got a, gotten away with it. But thanks to um, Chris Walsh again from the NT Independent, he's um, plucked this out of uh, the, the record books. And once again, we have a situation we were looking at in late December where a senior Labor minister, this time the Deputy Chief Minister and our first legal officer, the Attorney-General, is in breach of the the, uh, the rules of the land, the the, uh, the code of conduct for ministers, and also the guidelines for um, the legislative assembly. This is a conflict of interest, Katie. Uh, 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 by definition, mm. he he did disclose that he had the shares, but in a very sly, sneaky way. He's never never made mention of it in public, but he did uh, satisfy the requirements of putting it in his. Um, uh, interest register, uh, but he shouldn't have had the shares in the first place. And given the, the fact, given the fact that our biggest problem, particularly in Central Australia, is alcohol, it just beggars belief that an Aboriginal minister would will choose to have shares in a company that supplies alcohol to liquor outlets in Alice Springs. It's a very sad day for the Labor Party again. Robin, do you... They are in disarray, and the only option would be, from where I sit, is to get rid of him. Robin, do you feel that this would have genuinely clouded his judgment when making any decisions around those alcohol restrictions or whether they extended those restrictions? I mean, is, is that sort of a bridge too far here, or do you think that it could have? It doesn't matter what I think, Katie. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks. The rules are such. 
conflicts of interest do cloud people's judgments and and that's why we have very strict rules around these things so uh, are you asking me would he have uh, otherwise decided to lift those alcohol bans across hundreds and hundreds of aboriginal living areas and town camps across the northern territory in july 2022 if he didn't own the shares i can't answer that mm. but i think uh you can assume or, or uh, make a, a reasonable assumption that it could have and that's enough to constitute a breach of uh, of um of his interests and it's enough to query uh, alleged um, corruption. Robin, I mean, you said before that you don't think that position is sustainable. Does he need to stand down here? I mean, we were in a similar situation. Yes, different in, in some ways with the then Chief Minister Natasha Files before Christmas, but does he need to, to resign? Of course he does. There's not a different set of rules for Chancey Pake. Yes, he uh, he's climbed the ladder very quickly. He's made some terrible decisions, Katie. I will never forgive him for allowing those alcohol, those grog bans to be lifted back in July 2022. That caused untold damage and chaos in Central Australia. We saw rates of family and domestic violence double. They're still not back to what they were prior to that terrible decision. It's the single most destructive policy I have ever seen any Northern Territory government make and it was driven by the likes of Chancey Pake and Natasha Files. Natasha Files has fallen on her sword and so she should have and now it's time for Chancey Pake to go. He is a very, uh, I see him as a very extreme, dangerous Labor politician and I'm so uh, thankful for Chris Walsh to have found what he's found. He's enlightened us all as to what's going on behind the scenes with this guy. He needs to go. He's failed himself and he's particularly failed the Aboriginal people of Central Australia. Robin, Chancey Pake has issued us a statement this morning and said, I have always complied with the Ministerial Code of Conduct and the Legislative Assembly Disclosure of Interests Act of 2008. The Chief Minister has this morning announced a review of Ministerial Conflict of Interest Controls and will release the terms of reference today since becoming the Deputy Chief Minister I've divested all shares. Well smoke and mirrors Katie he uh, he may have reported his interest in the register within the Legislative Assembly but he should have owned the shares in the first place as I said when we first started the interview when you become a minister you mm. sell your shares you don't buy more shares. He bought those shares apparently two months before he then decided to lift those alcohol bans across all those hundreds and hundreds of Aboriginal uh, communities that uh, have since been affected by violence and well, um I've got the paperwork. I've I've got the paperwork here in front of me, and uh, the nineteenth of the fifth, twenty twenty two, is when it is signed off. Uh, that's for Metcash Limited, and it doesn't say how many shares. Doesn't say to what value. I know that many would argue, well, that's sort of irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You know, um, it yeah. is irrelevant. It proved to be irrelevant when Natasha Files faced the same scrutiny. Mm. Robin, look, I I find it astonishing that at this point in time, the Attorney General uh, doesn't think that there's more questions to be answered. Uh, he's certainly refused our request to have him on the show this morning, but we will keep trying. I really appreciate... Katie, yeah. this is the first day of Parliament for the year. It's the first time Eva Lawler has stood in this chamber as the Chief Minister and she now has to look 
to her right mm -hmm. at her deputy chief minister who has failed her and her team. She has no choice if she's going to survive the election, if she's got any chance of winning the next election in August, God forbid, then she has to get rid of him. Robin Lamley, I always appreciate your time, particularly this morning. I know you've had to step out of Parliament to speak with us. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again very soon. My pleasure, Katie. Thank Bye -bye. you.